Hey, Pottercast! Before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to let you know about a special deal we've got going with Loot Crate. You know Loot Crate, the original fan subscription box. Loot Crate partners with entertainment, gaming, sports, and pop culture entities to deliver monthly themed boxes of loot. You can choose from a ton of different types of boxes from Loot Crate, from specific franchises like Marvel to more general themes like anime, gaming, sci-fi, and more. Also, like Pottercast, they're a company run by fans. They unabashedly celebrate nostalgic moments and characters, from famous heroes to infamous villains and everyone in between. They also work directly with creators and licensed partners to make new products that fans will be stoked to see. And this is also great if you live outside the US because they offer shipping in a ton of different locations. Now here's how you get the deal. You go to the link in this description of this episode, click the link, and then use Pottercast for 15% off your first order. That's code Pottercast for 15% off. Click the link in the description to get started. Welcome, welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go! You're wasting time! Hello, hello. Hi. Pottercast 16.2. That's right. We're Happy here. New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. It's going to be a better year. 2021. Let's do it. As of this recording, we've already made about half the amount of episodes we made last time. How is that possible? Already a better year. I'm Melissa. Hey, I'm John. And I'm Frankie. And we are your Harry Potter podcasting people who've been Harry Potter podcasting since the dawn of time. We're at yeah. it again. We're doing more. We're doing more. Here they come. More. What are we doing this week? So many things. So many things. So many cool things. We're going to be talking about Arthur and Molly. Yep. You're all wondering what's going on with them. We're going to tell you. Well, we're going to tell you what happened with them, not what's going on with them. What does that mean? Tune in in 20 minutes to find <laughs> out. More accurately, we're pitching a television show. It's a Netflix called Arthur and Molly or yes. whatever. The Riverdale version. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have different Molly. takes on it. It's great. Yeah, in our Hey Netflix, they're already super interested. We're hearing loads from them. How mm-hmm. excited they are about this, Martha, Tons. Martha and Ol- and Ollie. I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> Martha about. And Martha, Ollie. And Ollie. Martha and Ollie. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Arthur quite. and Ollie. Arthur and I Ollie. would love to watch an Arthur and Ollie show. So would I. Arthur and Ollie. That'd be fun. So Arthur from Harry Potter and Ollie from Game of Thrones. Which one's Ollie oh. in Game of Thrones? Don't you remember Ollie? Which one's Ollie? Oh, Ollie's the kid. Oh, what kid? What kid? He the was kid Daddy that Joe. kills Jon Snow. Spoilers. When did Jon Snow die? He died at the end of I think season. Oh, oh right, four? yeah. They were like it was before the show, Mr. Completely Snow, sucked. and like they stabbed him, and like and then he fell into the barn or something, and then they brought him back. Yeah, and then the Red Lady came. Came back, and then he hung. Ollie, so yeah, well, Ollie shouldn't have kid, done that. Maybe we shouldn't have that television, or I think it could be like a buddy comedy. Imagine the nightmare. It's just an adult had. male named Ollie. Is he adult? <laughs> what? An adult male named Ollie. Yeah, I'm just saying. thinking a different okay. adult ginger wizard, and so it could just be a nice queer ginger couple who adopted a bunch of ginger kids. <laughs> Are they both ginger? 
Well, if Molly and Arthur are, why can't Arthur and Ollie be both ginger? Yeah, I guess that's fair. I'm just, I'm just curious to see what would happen with Arthur if he was in a relationship with somebody who actually like encouraged his hobbies of taking apart muggle technology and adding magic to them. Molly, all she wanted to do is tell him not to do it, which is just kind of like a wet blanket, Molly. I'm sorry. Wow, Molly hating. That's a bold choice. Let's see how it works out for you. <laughs> I'm game. Bring it. Defend that one. Defend <laughs> that one. You tell me you wouldn't want to see Arthur learn how to bewitch more Muggle artifacts? I'm, I'm here Molly for that all day. I think Molly raised seven kids while Arthur managed to build up a collection of junk in the garage somehow. So I think Molly gets to say oh, whatever the hell well, she wants. It's always a collection of junk to the people that don't understand the vision of what's happening here. <laughs> wow. I'm just going to let the internet take that one. All right. Go for it. Go for it. Can't wait to hear. What else are we doing this week? We have a powder pondering. Do you guys remember the subject? Oh yes, my gosh. What if you woke up very hairy and young? I mean, what as young Harry woke Potter. Up super hairy. <laughs> that is not exactly it. The question is, what would happen if you woke up like inside Harry, knowing everything from the books? Yeah. At the start of the book series. Yeah. I really love this one. Me too. I think we should do this with every character. Next week, you wake up as Hagrid <laughs> and it's 1987. <laughs> And what are you going to do next? You know everything that's going to happen in the rest of the series. If you can do Eric up as Hagrid, you could literally do anything you wanted because he had thick as hell plot armor. And so he could right. literally get whatever he wanted done because he wasn't going to die. Boom. But no one believes him. So how are you going to get people to like believe him? <laughs> you know what? That's that actually true. would be the most frustrating one. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. He's like, you guys. He can be like, laying out plot that's right, going to happen Hagrid, tomorrow. Right. And they're going to be like, sure, Hagrid, whatever. <laughs> Right. Hagrid starts at Trelawney. Uh, he's basically the divination teacher, but yes. nobody believes him, and he ends up oh right God. about literally everything. I love the idea of casting Hagrid as the teacher for crystal ball gazing and everything else. Can you imagine him in that tower? Can you imagine him getting into that tower? Imagine him <laughs> breaking every crystal ball every week. Yeah. yeah. Turning around, breaking up, knocking him over. That'd be rough. So all that and more coming in our segments this week. A couple of quick housekeeping notes. We got so many emails from you all this week. Thank you so much about appearing on the show. I need to be clear, though. Yeah. We are asking for guest hosts, not permanent fourth not slot host. There seems to be some confusion. I'm not saying we'll never have a fourth host, but right now, we yeah. would like to hear from your beautiful, beautiful people. Come on, have some fun with us, and hopefully we'll have lots of different voices yeah. join the show. Yes, please. Yes, please. And we took the holidays to kind of get resituated, so we're going to start reaching out to everybody who's reached out to us. If you would like to be a guest host on Pottercast, send us an email, staff at pottercast.com. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to hear from you. Tell us a little yeah. bit about yourself. You know what we should be asking them to do is, rather than writing us an email, why you want to do it, give us a recording of yourself <gasps> Ooh, talking to us why you want to do idea. it. Because then we're... we'll get to hear, A, that you can use a microphone and you can save a file and get it to us in a format that we need it and also that yeah that's such a good yeah like they're gonna you're gonna need how to record yourself anyway so might as well exactly. take that'd be let's, fun let's skip a step skip a step send us a recording staff at pottercast.com please also we have a patreon yeah patreon.com slash pottercast we will have more there soon <laughs> we keep saying that but that is true <laughs> sounds like a good merch. patreon it's a very good patreon it's terrible <laughs> 
go ahead and just give us the money. Eventually, we'll make it, make it, you know, in exchange for something. We also have merch. If you would like some Pottercast merch, we do have some fun merch. What do we have? We have our shirt. Does the Mr. Face still have those cool face masks that are tubes? We should. When are we yes, getting we mischief do. masks? Do we have those yet? That's we what don't. I was just talking about. We have the neck gaiters, which unlike oh, that's not a mask, some yeah. other... Well, they are real masks. They do work. There was that weird article that was like, don't use neck gaiters. They're terrible. Yeah. It's not true. Well, they're like single fabric instead of three layers of fabric, right? I don't know about these, so I have to check. But they do make those gaiters with double ply and with a yeah. slot for filters now you just like fold it a few times and then you have three layers does that work honestly wrap a scarf around your face just put something in front of your face y'all yeah it's better than nothing in front of your face absolutely oh boy that was cheery we have fun podcast merch at (laughs) mischiefmerch.com and you can support the show and support our ability to hire editors who will help us continue making this show beautiful i by buying some stuff over there. You can also check out all the rest of the Mischief Media podcasts. That's another great way to support this show and everything on the network. What else is on our network, y'all? Oh, we have another podcast that has a little bit of Harry Potter feels to it. We got mm-hmm. the roll nine three quarters that we all do, plus Brie, and mm-hmm. that one's loads of fun. And we're on, episode what episode are we up to these days? Twelve. Twelve. Which actually, for a D and D episode, for a D and D podcast, is quite a few. How many are in the are in our first season? When you look at the hours into it, it's pretty chunky. Right. Do it's we have chunky. an estimate as to what number the season finale is going to be? There's no seasons <laughs> on this one. This is just chapters. Yeah, there's just. Oh, chapters. Okay, what about when the first year of school is going to be done? I don't know yet. For now, there's no season. It's up to Frankie. It depends okay. on how you guys behave, because there are certain things oh, that boy. need to happen, and I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if it depends how our characters behave, it's going to be real chaotic. Oh, I know, right? Especially with John. And right. I'm still learning how to make sure I'm not saying no to you guys all the time. I just think if we're going to do a triathlon, it's a little easier to know where the finish line is, right? Well, I don't think you should think, think of it as a, a triathlon. Yeah. Just so we can know pacing and everything else. No, that's the whole point of D&D. You have no idea where the ending is. Oh, okay. It's the journey. There's a lot, a lot I don't know still about the D and D's. Oh, you're hacking it little by little. You are figuring out how to make this game your bit. We're figuring it out. Yeah. Anyway, we do a magic themed D and D show called Roll (laughs) Nine and Three Quarters. Yes. And we are excited for you to join us there. It's a lot of fun. It is fun. And then there are other podcasts like Extraneous and Nonplussed that are really fun. So check those out as well. Mm -hmm. All right. Should we go do our Potter pondering? Let's go drums. ponder some pottery. I mean, some potter. Let's potter. do it. Not pottery. I know. Pottery. I said pottery. I Magical it pottery in another episode. Do it on your own time. It's time to listen to podcasts now. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to listen to podcasts and do some pottery, in which case there's nothing stopping you. Go for it. Send us your pottery in the mail. It's P.O. Box. Yeah. Because listening to a podcast while you do pottery is good. Remember when we used to have a P.O. Box? We used to get all sorts of fun things. People would send us cookies and all sorts of weird things. <laughs> cookies are weird. Did you guys eat the cookies in the mail? Oh, that's right. We did used to get cookies in the mail. That was the weird part, because it was like, do we eat these cookies? But I think we generally ate the cookies. All right, we're going to spin off another Potter property here. 
this is the segment where we are looking at other characters that were not main characters, but we've already made the Fantastic Beasts. Let's say we've already made the uh, the Quidditch Throughout the Ages movie and we're scraping at the barrel. What are we spinning off next? You skipped a beat. <laughs> the Quidditch Through the Ages movie is something we should one day talk about. What Sure. <laughs> it's true, but not oh, today. Oh, wow. This one's about Molly and Arthur Weasley. Molly and Arthur Weasley. I would love to see a Molly and Arthur Weasley type story that we're taking place at Hogwarts, but it's Riverdale style. What? Yes. Like, it's they're all sexy. It's all over the top intrigue. And there's murder. Because, like, it's perfect. Riverdale is bonkers nonsense. It's amazing to watch because they go from being... Equal yes. stakes being like, oh, he's a secret FBI undercover, and that's a big deal because his dad is going to die or something. And then the next episode, it's a big deal that they have to win vice president at the high school. It's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and so no. I would love to see that translate into a magical world when we the, can see all these. Ugh. The actual Marvel that is Riverdale. Can we talk about this for a second? I have never seen this It show. is the most batshit crazy, insane show. It's they amazing. just completely forget about plausible like leap of faith plot they don't care they've given it up they just do whatever the hell they want yeah and they don't care there is an episode in which archie literally dies from being mauled by a bear and within 10 seconds he walks into his house i'm back whoops didn't actually die but they actually find him dead also it's like a cartoon the the show is so full of crazy nonsense Mm. And you have to admire it because it's just, screw it. We can do whatever we want and you're along for the ride now. So All it's right. like indestructible in that way. So yeah, what Frankie's saying is really cool. Okay. It's, it's Archie Comics, but mm-hmm. not Archie Comics. Right. <laughs> oh, sure. It just... tells me plenty, <laughs> having read Archie Comics or watched this show, but... I'll follow along with the insanity of getting killed by bears and then showing up again. Did you watch a Sabrina? A little bit. It's the same creators in the same world. All right. Yeah, but Sabrina has a thread of you can follow it from one thing to the next. Yeah. (laughs) So what sort of crazy things would Molly and Arthur Arthur get into? Goodness. God, now that you've opened up the possibilities like this, Frankie, I'm... All, it's all it's too much it's so vivid though it would click into that like that genre so I would love to see SNL do a little short like Riverdale but at Hogwarts called the Hogdale or something like that and it would just be like over the top drama and, oh. and, then, and then you would definitely have to lean into like the house cup race that would be a big part of it like mm-hmm. the points okay. and getting points and like, like you'd have to and there's a way to maybe have viewers like tweet in and like give points to the teams who make them win. Let me ask you this. Do you think Molly and Arthur, as Hogwarts students, 16, 17-year-olds, are popular? Do yes. they I think have a Molly lot of friends? Molly is. I think Arthur Molly would. Is. I think Arthur would be oblivious, like the oblivious nerd who just wins her heart. And then she pursues him. She expands his social life. And maybe she he expands her, I don't know, book smarts. Well, but I think Molly would be smart, though. They do well, say that they they hooked up at school. I think yeah, Molly was like, like midnight rendezvous was like, somewhere. Was like a class a Ginny was like a class beauty. Okay. Though yeah. Ginny was much more than that, but right, you know, she was cool. Yeah. Okay, so cooler than Ginny, I'll give you that. Because Molly, like the thing about Molly that is a tricky one is this is a character that her bogart is like her family being in 
peril. Take away her family prior to having a family. Who is she? What do we know about her? Maybe that family was translated to her siblings because we know she had twin brothers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she had this big traumatic thing happen to her brothers. Mm-hmm. So that ain't cool. It'll be fun to meet the brothers. Fabian and Pruitt? Yeah, yeah. Were they older or younger? Do we know? I believe older because they died fighting the war. Okay. Yeah. In the so. war. And Molly met, I think they were a little tiny bit younger than the original Order of the Phoenix. Like they were like coming up in there. But I guess 20-year-olds were fighting in the original Order of the Phoenix, so... Yeah, because, like, Harry's parents died at 21 and 22. What sort of character is Molly at this stage in her life? She's like a bombshell, but smart and Why are we cool. saying that she has to be smart? Like, why is that a characteristic? Not that she's dumb, dumb, but, like, why... No, I just why does think she Molly have to be, is like, known for smart. smart or known for dumb? She's just average. She's, tal- she's a talented witch. She's okay. not oh, yeah. average. She's a talented witch. I really don't want Molly to be... A housewife and also a lesser witch in our telling, in our in our television show. Uh-huh. I don't want her to have not pursued a professional career and have it also be that she's not very talented at being a witch. I want her to be really sure. talented, but have made this choice. That's just my yeah. personal preference. Yeah. I always assumed Molly was like my mom in the sense like my mother wanted to be a house a homemaker. Like that was her like her career and she made a, a point of that. And so I always assumed Molly was the same way. That was always modeled in a very healthy way for me. So I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, Molly is totally this way. So I just made that assumption. I don't know if it's grounded in anything. All right. So Molly and Arthur. Molly and Arthur kicking around Hogwarts. Who's the antagonist in this show? We know that Lucius was younger than them or around the same age. Because Lucius I and Malf and we uh, and Arthur, I would say this, and I would want to make a slight change into, I would fudge it. I would love Lucius and Weasley. I'd love to see Arthur and Lucius at school together. Yeah. And then maybe Narcissa could come in from like Beaubaton or some other school or something. I don't know. I, got, I don't know where Narcissa went, but it'd be fun to see her at one point. Or what would be a good foil for Molly? Because Arthur's built in from this, like, the books. Like, they hated each other. So they, according Lucius to Lucius is a little bit younger, right? According three to the wiki, years. Molly was like three or, f- three or four years older than Lucius. Yeah. According okay. to the wiki. That'd be fun, too, if it was like a young, entitled little first year coming in, getting his way up, undoing stuff <coughs> that like Arthur mm-hmm. started doing. I don't know. That'd be fun. Sort of like a Lucy. But bad. <laughs> Maybe, but bad. What kind of nonsense does Dumali and, and Arthur get into? We have to have the will they won't they. We have to have the yeah. The, have to have a will they won't they. The situation. romantic tension. Arthur's a little bit nerdier than the cool kids, and the nobody he doesn't ever think he's got a chance with Molly. Like, maybe it could be something interesting, like we were talking about in our interactions with non-magical people, because Arthur is so tempted to want to share oh. the magic with the muggles, <gasps> and that mm-hmm. can get them into tricky situations that Molly's trying to be like, you can't be doing this, Arthur, you have rules about these things. And, yeah, I can uh, see that. I can see that being where Arthur could be a, a stickler for the rules. And then Molly could be the more free spirit, but then Arthur breaks the rule to because he's obsessed with muggles, and then so then Molly breaks the rules. I can see their bonding thing is like okay, now they have to sneak back into the castle. Arthur got them into trouble by like sneaking out somewhere, and they bond Mm -hmm. by sneaking back into the castle, and then that's why they like to sneak around the castle together because that was their first unintentional date with each other, and that's how they develop. But that'd be a fun you build to that by like setting up. 
Yeah, like Arthur making stupid mistakes, like going into muggle shops and smuggling it back into the castle and like finding electronics and then he getting in trouble for it. Do you think fun. that he'd be interested in trying to like enchant the muggle things back then? Or do you think it would be more about like that thing we're saying about being tempted to use your magic to help muggles in either direct or indirect ways? Would he be doing it for his own curiosity, like interested in muggle technology, muggle mm. like tech? I think so, yeah. Or, yeah. or maybe it's one of those things where at first he's just as curiosity, and then Molly is all, wait, we can use this to really help people. And then yeah. they go, oh, and so then they get the whole, the rule following and the rule breaking start working together in like a new way to do things. So yeah. you think like, like Arthur's sneaking out and going to muggle places? I could to, imagine that. To check but out also, like muggle technology? There's so many things mm-hmm. that he doesn't know about, like a rubber duck, for example. So, like, how <laughs> deep was he one, going? Yeah. <laughs> just you know. one hardly ever talked about example. I guess, like, that would be one random thing that he would get confused by. If you wanted to go buy a rubber duck right now, and you don't go on Amazon, and you go to a store, where do you go to buy a rubber duck? Like, Bed Bath & Beyond? Yeah. Like, or toy, Target like, or something. Target I get a little... About the rubber duck thing, because okay. I know it's in the book. Give us your rant about the rubber duck. Here's a rant. It's a little bit in the book, but the way Arthur's not an idiot. I know, yeah. He yeah. would understand the function of a toy in a bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it a young child That's would a do joke. in a bathtub with a toy? I know, and it's funny like in the how... movie, and I'll go with it. But yeah. it's every once in a while, it's, it's like when they misspelled like happy a... birthday on Hagrid's cake. Yeah. I just, I'll save it yeah. for our rant section. I don't yeah. like Hagrid very much, so it's fine. Period at all? Ever? <laughs> wow, shot across the bow on Hagrid. I've said this on the podcast plenty of times. Hagrid, I find tedious. Oh, wow. Hagrid. He literally had plot armor. Like, he only survived so he could walk Harry out of the forest oh, in no. his arms. Armor. He yeah. did. Armor, he did. And, th- and that's why we got Grop. She tried to, be like, we'll give a whole stir oh, no, his brother in yeah. here. And Grop was like, cream you mix into coffee that curdled you're like oh i'll drink the coffee around it because i really want this coffee but i don't want grop no go back go back i'm calling throwing a card frankie you like explain to me about the coffee you drink around the part that's curdled can you explain (laughs) like no it's just a visual saying like i would like Grop, I, I don't like Grop so much that I argue that it like he does pollute that store, that book a little bit because the only function he had plot point was to get umbrage. I just imagine I hate Grop. you drinking rancid coffee. Yeah, most of just hung up on the coffee. Concerned about <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. No, I was trying to be. That I'm was relieved. my hot take. You pour in, you pour in Cold. some old creamer into <laughs> what otherwise would be your last cup of espresso. And you're like, oh shit, I need this caffeine, but there's this old creamer sitting on top. No, I'm, th- I'm there. I'm there about the curdling and all of that. It was only when we were discussing drinking the coffee anyway okay. that I felt I had to interject. Oh sure, that's fair. But that's there's fair. no way of getting Grop out of the fifth book, so I had to drink it anyway. All right, that's we're fair. not going to spin off Grop right now, though. I would be entertained to attempt to spin off Grop. That into would be something. another fun conversation. So, like, so we spent all this time. money developing this Grop model, and we rigged it, and everything else, and we need to have him do more things in a spin off. Like, we gotta what's he drop it to? like it's Grop, and he's drop it, <laughs> drop it. Like wow. It's grop. <laughs> wow. That's Could... the name of it, though. Drop it like it's Grop. <laughs> drop it like it's Grop. That's his spin. We've named it. Yeah. Drop it like it's Grop. Drop it like and it'd grop. just be like Grop into different 
This is I'm going to pitch it real quick. What okay. it is, you, yep. we get different sitcoms, we yep. reconstruct it with lookalikes, and we have Grop come in and try to be there, and they're like, "Nah, Grop, you got it. We got to drop you." And he's like, "Oh man!" And so we like an episode of Friends, and Grop comes yeah. in and doesn't work out. He's oh gone. man! Oh like, man! Every, every he time Kenny. he doesn't realize yeah. that he's like gigantic, and he's not going to fit into the coffee house. Oh my god, everybody. he literally doesn't fit in. But now he doesn't I'm realize he's him. gigantic. <laughs> oh no. man! I'd watch this show, maybe. I don't know. Oh, God. That's how it works, y'all. If you have an idea for what we should be pitching to Netflix next, uh, let us know. Stamp at Pottercast <laughs> or we Twitter never really, at Pottercast. Okay. All we've got is, like, Molly. We should this flesh one this sucked. out in the future. Yeah. If well, you I mean, think we can... uh, you have a better idea of what should happen on the Arthur and Molly show on the flicks, you can let us know in the comments. I just want an Arthur and Molly. Like, I, I, I just want to know who know, would you cast. if you could. She's take... cool. He's not cool. Yeah. They get together and hijinks ensue. Isn't sure. that how Hollywood works? Give us this much. <laughs> so you're, they're going to start shooting it a month from now. We need a cast. You're the okay. casting director, Melissa. Cheryl Blossom. I'm just going with red hair. All right, wait, let me think about this. Oh, I got it. The the woman from The Queen's Gambit, whose name I've now forgotten. I also just watched The Witch, and she was amazing in that, too. Oh. You would make a good good Molly, Barb, from from Stranger Things? Mm, I don't know. Oh, I think she'd make a great Molly. I love her. Just... Just I give, love her, but like, the Molly that we're talking about is not really socially awkward, and that's no, the yeah. I'm just saying, character she plays. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, the look, though. If you make, I want that look with a more confident, like, yeah. Regina George type that's not mean. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine Barb and, as a, the head mean girl. Like, but I said not I'm mean. Into <laughs> I'm into it. Okay, Anya Taylor about Joy Arthur? is the name of the actress from The Queen's Gambit, who is right. uh, amazing. By the way, you know who would have to play Arthur? No, because he's who? in everything now. Harry Melling. Who's Harry Melling? Oh, he's Dudley. He's oh. in everything now. Oh, yeah. Everything. You watch on Netflix, Harry Melling is showing up. Everything. Good for him. It's great. It's so Dutters. great. He plays Americans. He plays non-Americans. He plays mean people. He plays really kind people. He's a star. He's a what? Duds. A star. Oh, a star. He's a star. <laughs> I thought you said he's a stack. I'm like, Kitty's a, a star. He's a star. He's a star. Is that how right. you say star in New York? Boston. Who in all California. right, who else is casting? I shouldn't be the only one casting. Who's casting? I mean, here? that's the show, right? Um I don't, I'm not good at thinking of names. Yeah, I don't know any good names off the top of my head. I want to think of I'd want the twin I what I would want to be in the I'd want Molly. I'd want the I'd want her twin brothers in there. I'd want Arthur. But then those are all gingers. Because is Molly is, is all the Molly siblings redheaded as well, or was just her? I think that comes from her side. Yeah, I would imagine. So, okay, so her we can imagine her twins are redheaded twins as well. I think Arthur's also redheaded, isn't he? Arthur is, yeah. And we know. I don't know if all the Weasleys are redheaded because they're both redheads, or if all their families is just like these, like they're all redheads for generations, and they just keep marrying each other for magic. I, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist down the yeah. line, you find out. They're all related. <laughs> all of them. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, I don't know. Am I kidding? I don't know. Help us help us cast it in the comments, y'all. In the comments, yeah. of course, we mean uh, Twitter and all the I places. Guess, 
I don't want the guy who plays Archie to play War, uh, Arthur. And I don't want I don't want Rupert Grant or the I don't want anyone who's ever played a Weasley to play these Weasleys. No, no, same. Not that I, nothing against them, but like let's have let's have some fun. I'd um, want to introduce some characters of color and some queer characters into the show totally. for sure. Like maybe if Kingsley works out to be the same age, a young Kingsley Shacklebolt at Hogwarts would be cool too. <gasps> Okay, we're going to spend another episode talking about Kingsley. Oh, Young Kingsley. That'd be a good yeah. one. The Young King and- is the name of the title. Oh. Is the name of the show. I love like it. The Young Pope, but, but not. But not. <laughs> I've watched so much television in COVID times, y'all. <laughs> we were like out of shows. I don't know what else to put on. Have you it's watched terrible. Kipo yet? No, Kipo? Kipo. It's an animated show that okay. the, the show run. I know the guy who created it. And I, I finally watched the last season like two weeks ago. It is a well-crafted story. Excite. And it has really fun musical sequences. Cool. All right. You heard it here, folks. First, folks. See you next time. Your performance was inspiring. Okay, it's time for a Potter pondering. What is it this time, John? What would happen if you woke up in uh, a 10-year-old Harry Potter body here um, with all of the knowledge that Harry had uh, after all seven books, uh, what would you do with all of that knowledge? Wait, hold on. Yeah. So I'm 10. Yep, you're I'm, 10. I'm Harry. Yeah, you're 10 and you're Harry, and but and you know what's going to happen. Do I know that I'm Harry? Mm. Oh. Do you do you know that you, like you're Melissa in Harry Potter? No. Or do I know? Do you just imagine you're Harry? Do I know that on my next no, birthday? No, you, you know you're Melissa. Oh, wait. See, we have to get... We, okay. There's, there's a lot of, like, yes, transmutation stuff here. Okay. So it's not yeah. that, like, I wake up knowing that on my next birthday, Hagrid's going to bust through the door. It's that I wake up knowing that there's a little Melissa Anelli inside Harry Potter. Is that... Yeah, I guess I guess the magic would be somehow that your consciousness is put inside of Harry's 10-year-old body. Okay. And you are going to basically, you know, be Harry now, but also you know, like the next seven years of his life, like how how they played out when you read the book. And this is this is something we read on Reddit, right? This is a discussion that is yeah. going on on Reddit, <laughs> and we uh, are co opting it, which is it's just yes. this is a really cool question. I'm yes, yes. All right, I'm I'm thrown. I have to think about it for a minute. Frankie, what do you, okay? Where are you? What's the first thing you do if well, you know? Yeah. Well, me, I the first thing I would do with I would want to be like planning. I'd be like, okay, mm. well, I should be talking to Dumbledore now about those Horcruxes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dumbledore and the Horcrux. Yeah, I thought that too. I was like, yeah. and then it'd be like, and then to just make sure, uh, let's get rid of that rat real quick. Right. Um, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I would just be like, okay, Hogwarts I'm going to clean and kill Ron's rat, but then you're not Ron's friend ever. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> riddle me this: Do you feel confident that you could make the same friendships? Because this is a very different situation. You're not the timid Ooh. little boy who doesn't know anything about magic, who, you know, the Weasley family kind of takes him in in part because he doesn't know anything. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just imagining being on the Hogwarts Express, looking around and yeah. going, I'm Harry F. And Potter. You have no idea. Right? <laughs> Given the side eye to the cart lady, you know, all of the things that we... Actually, you don't know anything about the... the have the you read Cursed lady, Child? Lady with the cart. Have yeah, you read no, Cursed Child? Well, it's in this premise, books. you've only went through the seven books. Okay. So we have right. to draw the line somewhere. Okay, I guess. wait. Let's segment this out. 
Yeah. When you're at the Dursleys. Right. What's, do you mess with them? What do you do? Do you mess with? Well, if you're ten, you don't have. Do you? Like, well, you, you don't have your wand. Anything. Yet. And also, also you don't you you are aware of the magic that is available to learn, but you haven't like quote unquote learned it yet, so you don't have <gasps> muscle memory also, for the magic. Also, I would want to try accidental magic. <laughs> yeah. Also. Yeah. You know, Petunia's story. Oh yeah, sure. How does yeah. that change? Yeah. Being at the Dursleys. Yeah. When she's horrible to you. How does that change your experience? Yeah. Well, that's like a kind of like an interesting kind of separate thought experiment. If like you as an adult could go into any young person's mind, like are you are you capable of like uh a certain kind of like patience or just a certain way of like understanding like the flaws in in everyone and and the humanity in the adults and are you capable of like is it enough to be intellectually like aware of like people's storylines and like how certain things played out or are you still limited by the fact that you're 10 years old yeah, and people have... will still look at you like you're 10 years old and I have questions about this question because right do I just know the things that happen or mm. is my intellectual uh in, in what's that word into uh emotional intelligence yeah. that of somebody who's Melissa aged. I think I would would argue that the question is assuming that you have because it says capital letters you woke up in a ten-year-old body, so it's making a distinction of an age difference. And so I think I think you are bringing the benefit of being a fully mature adult into the child's body, and I do think that complicates it. Like John's saying, like you're bringing in adult empathy, not Mm -hmm. childlike empathy. So like it's very different. You walk down the stairs the first day, Petunia yells at you, and you go. I forgive you. And you walk <laughs> You'd be like... And you send, this, send this kid to the hospital. He hit his head. You see Dudley, and you're like, like Dudley, or you just it's whisper, not your I fault. wish you could have Hogwarts. Dudley. <laughs> it's, it's going to get so much better for you, Dudley. Just hang in there, buddy. The next few you, years are going to be rough. But you know. I know what I would whisper into Petunia's ear. I'd give her a hug, and I'd whisper, I'd let you go to Hogwarts if it was up to me. And oh. I'd just... She would send you straight back. to the loony bin. Oh yeah, directly. <laughs> She'd be like, "Who have you been in contact contact with?" Because, like, honestly, the whole contacting was the first place that my head went. Because when I understood the premise to be like, you have all of the memories and all of the knowledge of all of this person, I'd be like, "Okay, so who are who are my allies at this point?" Because you know the whole Snape situation now. Like, you know the. Dumbledore like well you know more about him obviously and you know that there is a magic out there that can read minds so you there's no issue in proving that you know what you know like you could be like hey Snape hey Albus you know put your wand in my head here for a minute like here's everything that's going to play out it's almost like overpowered it's almost I have like a question very overpowered knowing the ending sorry Frankie no I have a question like let's say that you were like it's someone else behind Lily's eyes. You know what I mean? It's no mm-hmm. longer Lily's son. Mm-hmm. Do you think that emotional connection that Snape that really did draw that drove Snape's character doing these unhealthy things to Harry Potter emotionally, and then the the uh, incredibly sacrificial things he did for Harry Potter? Like, do you think he would have been thrown in as much if it was a fake person, or just the physical eyes could have done it, or the fact that it was that it was literally Harry being like the offspring? of the woman he loved 
You, do you think that would play anything to it, or am I like kind of crass? I think it's all physiology. It? I think yeah. the way eyes, the way they move, etc., are all tied into like the physical body. And sure, mm-hmm. there is like an emotionality and a and a resemblance, sure. But I personally, just like kind of grossly scientifically, I think it's just the physical nature. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Oh, well, I mean, that's just yeah. my opinion. I don't... No, no, yeah. I mean, like, I'm yeah. This is the whole point of talking about it. Like, yeah, like, yeah. It's like, yeah. But I, I like no. I like the idea that I mean. How does, how does it change the story? Like, like you said, well, you're how much of it do you cut off? Like, you're going to school, you know that there's a teacher in there who's got Voldemort in his head. Like, you know that Dumbledore is not aware of it yet. You meet you him just at Leaky Cauldron. Shorten the book completely. Do you do you trip over his turban at the Leaky Cauldron and reveal Voldemort? Oh, I guess he wasn't right. on the back of on the back <laughs> of Pearl's head then, but still. Yeah. Well, that's true. You know, like because you don't you don't want him to have like a target on your back now either, because now like people are gonna are gonna be worried like, oh, how is it that you seem to know everything? Like, are you a seer? Like, are you some new dark lord we should worry about? Like, you have to kind of yeah. tread carefully. So this is like a time turner situation where, or like a butterfly wing thing. That if you change one thing, you have no idea yeah. what the ramifications are going to be i mean this is what yeah. happens in cursed child right so yeah so i have a question to pose on the back of that you know yeah. all this information what's the yeah. what's the one thing you do oh, to sure. assure a positive outcome and not totally screw with everything mm. what wait, say that again you have like, only one choice you can make on the back of this right because you know the way choices okay. are so complicated and yeah. you can't yeah. so say that you can with knowing all this information, there's like one inflection point. It's like that book about JFK's assassination that um, Stephen King wrote. The premise is that this guy has to go back and stop JFK's assassination, but he does it, mm. and that inflection point totally changes the world in a whole other way. Oh so, yeah, yeah. with Completely. in a bad way. So in this, in this, say that there's like you only think you have the capacity to kind of like change one thing without totally screwing the entire universe. Mm. What's the thing okay, you do? Is it? Is it okay? Yeah. Is it change one thing, or you can like you can inf- you can give him one piece of information? Um, well, you, do, that that he has to do, or like you're going to actually. Well, this do. is another. And this is another thing. We have control. We're not just like a yeah. a mindless puppet, right? Like we we control Harry's body, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that means so your question is like you were going to do you're going to try to do exactly what he did, All of it. everything except for one thing, <laughs> except for one thing, <laughs> every mistake, oh, okay. every every like, mistake, silly, stupid thing, also, every be, date with like, what a ride. Exactly. How do you become friends oh with Ron by God. accident again? How do you become right? Friends with Ryan <laughs> exactly. By accident How do you willingly again? choose Ron as your best friend <laughs> you of all the Draco's kids on that train? And, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. but say you could, and you knew that you had, like, yeah. like, like you could just skate by by changing one thing. What would it be? That's so hard because, Ooh, like, the, you know the what, crucial question me? is: Are you trying to stop Voldemort early, or you know what do I you would do? think that good things come from Voldemort coming? Oh, this is like a baby Hitler question. Yeah. I, what I would do is I I would change the ending of book three. Ooh. Peter Pettigrew would not have gotten away, and Harry could go live with uh. Sirius. That's a very that's a really yeah, I thought about that fun. moment a lot and how how it sucks. That would just really change because like <laughs> yeah. that would change Harry. Uh, that Sirius dying because Sirius wouldn't feel the need to run off. He I think he'd have agency if he was living there with Harry, and then like the order was there, like. Because he's a free man, he didn't have to hide, you know. Oh. Like I think that would change a lot because he wouldn't die. Then Harry would have a little bit more 
uh, support. And then so when Dumbledore starts getting shady, Sirius could probably help up or can, st- can stand up for him. And if and then probably Renus wouldn't have gone all crazy and try to abandon his family because he would have had a more emotionally stable environment just to kind of be a, like be part of his own family. I don't know. I think yeah. it would have a lot of positive impact. Save Sirius. Save and it would world. still have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would still be a war. Yeah. I mean, it'd still be a good book too. Like, I think, <laughs> I think a lot of crappy things could still happen. And like, oh, like crappy things happen to these characters in a different way now. Mm-hmm. Like, but I think in a fun way. Like, I would, I would watch or read that book. Yeah, in a fun way. Remus and Tom yeah. die, but it's in a fun way. Um, well, I mean, like, I'm sorry, I'm but kidding. for you need conflict to for story. <laughs> totally. Well, th- that's the question. Yeah. Do we want there to still be conflict, or do you want to just like make well his life easier? Uh, yeah. See, that's that that's the, the whole thing hinges on that, and I, I do like the idea that like we could limit, like <laughs> like you have to do everything like as soon as you deviate dramatically from what you know that Harry did, you have like an hour, and then after that hour, like you're you're out of his head because you can't just sit here and like change everything. Yeah. I mean, then it's a whole different yeah everything. Go back and turn one screw. So, yeah, it's sort of like the plot of Cursed Child. You have the ability to change mm-hmm. that moment and. They oh, what picked, you do? They picked the maze. You like, know what it is, Frankie. You're saying that one is good. It's Quantum what? Leap. Did you all ever watch Quantum Leap? Mm. I I watched Mm-mm. a little bit of it. I knew of it. Yeah, he was this dead guy who went back into people's lives at key bad moments in their lives and helped them solve problems and then disappeared. So he like he went into their body. He had a little friend who helped explain to him what life he was living when and why and then he would like help them through one big problem then he was gone yeah so it's that it's harry meets quantum leap that's pretty good (laughs) this is the best conversation we've ever had Um, (laughs) would john what would be the thing you change that book Um, is so good yeah three is good uh Four, I feel like, you know, Voldemort comes back. Uh, I don't know, because, like, can you stop him early? But how early do, do you want to? And, like, can we save Dumbledore? Can we can we make the hunt for Horcruxes go easier? Like, we know where they all are now. We could give mm-hmm. Dumbledore that information. Mm-hmm. Be like there's there's one in a ring <laughs> yeah. that has the stone of r- resurrection, you know. Here's a question. It will kill you if you put it on your finger. <laughs> Here's a question. <laughs> Say you're on this path to tell Dumbledore yeah. some stuff. Mm-hmm. How do you give Dumbledore that information and make him believe it? Because if you, like, Without... as Harry, walk up to arrogant AF Dumbledore and say, I know these things, he's going to say, okay, and pat you on the head. How do you yeah. get that information oh. to Dumbledore in a way that he believes it? So I, interesting. I was going to actually make the exact opposite point, Melissa. I was going to say of all the people to give weird exposition to out of order and out of context, I think Dumbledore could handle it because he would know – he's so Machiavellian. Yeah. He would know when to implement it to not hit the timeline in a bad way. I think, I think well, there's he, an equal – there's a possibility of that. But let's pretend Dumbledore, Dumbledore yeah. wouldn't believe you. Yeah. Are we also okay. saying that Dumbledore is not going to use the spell to read Harry's mind? Because the minute oh. he does, he knows you're telling the truth. Okay, so you can tell Dumbledore things. Yeah, but say. also I could. I was gonna say if, if he's not gonna use that spell, then you could have you'd start 
talking about things that are like so intimate that like mm-hmm. you know that like no first year is gonna just walk into your office with this knowledge in an ordinary circumstance like talking about ariana talking about you know like secret mm-hmm. oh ariana things. yeah or so talking you- about, i guess you don't know about grindelwald not yet at this point so you well, can't go down that road you, but you know about you like you know that they fought, but you don't know that they were like in love or like whatever. It depends it how you think Harry took that conversation at the end of seven. It's possible. Then again, Harry's not very observant, so. Oh, Harry's not not yeah. at all. Yeah. So, uh. so you, so you, John, in Harry's body, walk into Hogwarts, get yourself an appointment in Dumbledore's office, and yeah. you tell him we got to talk. I'm gonna be like, brace yourself, headmaster. <laughs> I'm about to blow your mind. Yeah, so let's just take Mike a trip to this pensive here for a minute. Uh, yes, I know it's a pensive. Uh, I know how it works. And, you know, you take a bathroom break here if you want. But, so uh, something crazy happened, and uh, I I am finding myself, you know, with the knowledge of many future events. Uh, and, uh, yeah, like... Don't worry, like I'm not like a bad wizard, but I I do know about the Horcruxes. Um, oh, you know, Horcree. you have a chance a to change it to Horcree. Yeah. Oh my God! I know I didn't. <laughs> I'm a weirdo. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I think that you would get him to believe you like almost immediately. Like we start talking about like, you know, uh, you know, I know that this like cloak from my dad that you're going to give me later on. Is like one of the three uh, Deathly Hollows. Blinking, yeah, the Deathly Hollows. Oh, that's a good point. To getting to him through the Hollows, because that yeah. you know that was such a big part of his childhood. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, All right. So yeah, like it'd be a trip in the pensive, and it would be like, so now what do we do about it? Like I think that he would know, like from the fact that like i'm sure he's somebody who in his years has considered like time travel implications and things like we we know at least that he was careful about you know or at least advising harry and hermione how to be careful on that night with buckbeak and all of this and um yeah he would know about time travel and whatnot yeah i think just like you how you would like if you had something weird when it came to like something spiritual or ghosty happening like you would you would feel comfortable talking to someone like luna lovegood or trelawney Mm -hmm. about that because you know they're not going to challenge you on it and i think dumbledore is the type like i think his understanding of like the metaphysics of the world because given his magic and whatnot blah 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 he would be like oh yeah this is very possible someone's coming from the future or he'd be like what do you mean time travel only resisted to one hour that's mm-hmm. a huge plot point we're gonna break right. but no everyone's gonna be okay with it okay that's fine <laughs> also we're gonna head down to the secret chamber <laughs> in a bathroom we're gonna kill the do it together kill a basilisk in two seconds because he's dumbledore and we're gonna take a bunch of teeth hold on to them <laughs> we're oh, going that's to smart meet that's these. good <laughs> yeah trust me oh, yeah. this will come in handy <laughs> and then, totally. and then you have a, that's a good point. Uh, killer on you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. that's a good point to interrupt it then you're like in the beginning of book two like hey uh, i know where the chamber is let's just go now let's go now uh, yeah. we're gonna get some <laughs> oh yeah that position it. it is cursed so just so just yeah. hire whoever <laughs> you want they're only gonna right? be there for a year <laughs> yeah let's get snape a girlfriend here 
so he can just get over his Some weird therapy. thing with my mom. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, he's like, this is, we know you're hurting, Snape, but this is not okay. Right. <laughs> it's not okay. You're an adult. <laughs> I know you think it's romantic. It's really V creepy, and you need <laughs> really to move on. Strange. Yeah. Snape, the original incel. Yep. Oh, yeah. Snape. Save it for another another segment. All right. Well, those are some ideas yeah. of what we would do with this yeah. knowledge. What in any? What would you do that's just just for kicks? Like, I I think. Like, how would you show off without letting everybody know that you actually know everything? Yeah. Basically. That's a fun one. How would you screw with? I'd Dudley? be taking baths in the prefect bathroom from day yeah. one. I'd just be just, breaking like, rules, like. No, I would just like yeah. I wouldn't make a big deal. I would try to make sure no one notices, so I can just like I'd go out like at like twelve at night. Like I'm gonna take my midnight bath in the prefect bathroom with that big ass bathtub with those cool bubbles, and just take my time and yeah. enjoy myself. Not in a creepy way. Like, sorry. what about taking What's some of your gold? That? <laughs> that was a dumb joke. <laughs> take like take half your bank account uh-huh. and go buy stock in Apple. Oh, like uh, buy sorry. Muggle stock? Yeah. Cause like you, it's this Harry is the nineties after all. Harry Potter so invents like, Facebook. John, what a boring answer. <laughs> That's such a John he's like, answer. Hey, magic! I want stocks. Boo! You can do stocks now. <laughs> Harry Potter invents Uber. Yeah. Oh man. Accio. <laughs> I love that. Harry Potter becomes the world's biggest book distributor. Yes. Oh God. Harry Potter the Muggle. He would he would hate it. He would hate it so much. All right. Well, let's do the drums. Let's go to the drums. Bum, 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 bum. All right. Send us your used masks at the PO box. What? Ew, John. That's probably not what we want. Let's no, not do that. No, no, no. That's not great. So how's your year going so far? So Such far. A great year so far. I haven't had to work a single day yet this year. It's been great. When are you off until? Well, I have to start tomorrow, but it's been like a weekend all year. I thought you were taking some time off in January. Oh, no, I'm going to do that February. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, no, I haven't worked yet either. I've been doing some work in little pieces. I've been working on roll a little bit and working yeah. on emails. Little things to get off my plate before we get back up tomorrow. Absolutely. What did you guys do for the holiday? How was your holiday? It was nice, you know, quiet, trying to spend a good amount of it virtually with people as we could. We got these things called portal TVs, so you can do your uh, video calls with your TV. They're like the coolest things. The camera on them is incredible. and Yeah, you called me on it. Yeah. This is the Facebook product? Yeah, and I know, big thing to swallow that it's a Facebook product, but get over it, people. Everything that you're doing is recorded by at least three corporations these days. So <laughs> you might as well fair. get something out of it. And what you're getting here is an incredible picture. And okay, did they really pay us to write this ad? I'm not on commission or anything. I just really believe in the experience. And I don't think they'll have the only one on the market for long. But at the moment, it really is the only way to do it. So it's just a video calling thing? Yeah, it's the size of, imagine like your phone and stack maybe two of them or three of them on top of each other and then sit it on top of your television and there's a camera on it and the camera it has face tracking so you can just get up and walk around anywhere in your room and it'll zoom in on you, it'll follow you around. The biggest difference between the other Zooms and FaceTimes that I'd been doing this year and this is that this thing 
gets your entire body in the shot if you want, or like your waist up and everything, and you can have multiple people in the room with you, and they're all entirely in the shot, and you don't have to hold on to anything, and you can just sit there and like be with somebody, and when you have a big enough TV that you're using, they're pretty much life-size at that point, and it was the best you can do given our situation right now in terms mm -hmm. of being able to talk to people that aren't in your household. From the other side of it, it was really interesting and cool to see the camera slide into the zoom on his face and then Brie would yeah. come on and then it would just do this uncanny little pan and yeah. stretch out. John didn't show me any of this. I tried to call you that night and you didn't you get did? sir. Yeah. yeah, it was just a random call. I was cooking in the kitchen using my iPad to watch shows and all of a sudden it was like, sure. John is calling and I was like, huh? And I answered, huh? <laughs> I don't I don't think I have the missed call. That's sad. I know you said a video. Yeah. Well, you should get a portal. Portal TV. <laughs> okay. I'll put it on the list of things John bullies me into purchasing. <laughs> it's, Pilot, really, it's really only this and the list. Oculus Quest. And the Oculus. I love the Oculus. Yeah. That thing's <laughs> too much Quest fun. The Oculus Quest is fun. I'm working out with it now. Oh, really? A year from now, we'll be talking about the next Potter convention at using the Oculus Quest. You're not wrong. Oh. Get them uh, while you can, folks. And, John, you bought that 360 camera not too long ago, so you could put those oh, two I together. Oh, I haven't even messed with that yet. Yeah. The, I imagine those should integrate with Oculus in some form because you can record a Absolutely. Room. That's why I bought it, so I can make home videos and such. They don't really... Who calls them home videos these days? <laughs> you can film things in VR, in 3D for VR. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, what you're watching, what you're listening to, what you're doing. I'm re-watching The Magicians. Okay. I watched that whole series as it aired, and it was fun because they filmed it in Vancouver, and so I, I get to see, like, I recognize that place, I recognize that place. And now that I've been here for six years and re-watching it from the beginning, I recognize a lot of places, which is kind of fun. And there's magic, which is fun. That sounds fun. It's kind of like a mishmash of Narnia and Harry Potter a, a little bit, and then it's its own thing. It's a fun little cool. series. That's cool. Good queer representation. We watched the movie Soul recently. Oh, yes, Pixar. I watched it as well. Oh, how was it? So good. Yeah. I really liked it. I've been like waiting until I'm in the mood for a cry because I've heard it, that's what it does to you. The whole thing isn't a cry. It was interesting. It was more of like a, after the movie is over and you're sitting thinking about it that you'll have a cry more than as you're watching it. It's a different emotional experience than Inside Out for sure. Yeah. Okay. And so it is, I would say Inside Out is kind of like, have a good cry. One of those, I needed that. And then this one is more like, oh, it's more like there's a bit of inspiration to it. And so I think mm -hmm. that can manifest in other people in different ways. I think it will move some people to tears or it'll make some people more pensive about it. I think they yeah. handled it well. And I'm really excited to hear the podcast, Black Man Can't Jump in Hollywood, talk about it. There's a lot of talk in animated films when you have a main character who's a person of color and they get transformed and they don't get to be yeah. that person of color. And I mm -hmm. think yeah. this movie handles that deftly. Does it? Because I've seen some complaining about it. I bumped on that with Princess and the Frog. Yeah, yeah. There's finally a black princess. Same deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same. Again, that's why I want to hear actual people of color speak on it because to me, right. I think they did a better job than in the past, but I don't know. 
And right. there is something that I could... Well, I don't want to do spoilers in case people want to watch the movie. Yeah. There is something I could see as being very problematic, but I don't know if I'm trying to be hypersensitive to understand. Again, I just want to... Because overall, the story was great, and there are a lot of technicalities you can lean on. Like, see, that's not actually happening because of X, Y, Z. So I really want to see how it lands. I don't know. Yeah. I'm excited to hear that when they talk about it. But, yeah. Yeah. So what's it called again? Black... What is it? Black Man Can't Jump in Hollywood. All right. Cool. Did you guys watch Wonder Woman? No. I haven't seen that one yet. Was it good? Do you like it? No. Uh-huh. I've heard mixed things. It was just, like, silly and fun. Exactly. It is... They can't have it both ways. They want to get poignant, and they want it to be silly and fun. you mm. got to pull your punches in some way. Like, there are a lot of sequences that are great, but it's a very me... In my opinion, I don't want to be too judgy. It's a very meandery story. But... The characters are great. I loved Wonder Woman. She was great. And then Kristen Wiig is good in it, but it's just you don't get a lot of her, so it's kind of a bummer. Mm. Right. The first one was better, I think. And there are a lot of stuff that's... Well, I guess you've seen this in the trailer. Like, you've seen this in the trailer that the Chris Pine character is around, and it's just weird to think that Wonder Woman has been sad and mopey for 80 years, from 1917 to like 1987, and she just never uh-huh. confronted and dealt with these emotions before. So that seemed a little convenient, but I can give it the fact that the sequel, you're seeing the character for the second time, so yeah. they want to do that a little age? bit. she No, she's, she's magic. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. Well, we have been, well, I have been watching Bridgerton. Bridgerton, oh, what's I, that about? I've seen the little opening preview for that. It's delightful. It's a romance novel. It's Gossip Girl, but in Pride and Prejudice time, it's oh. just this confectionery created by Shonda Rhimes and her people <laughs> in Shondaland, and uh, it's just enjoyable. It's just well, that's fun. That, a that's all you need. A sticky cake of... <laughs> Very saccharine. Delight. Yeah, it's just delicious it's just a romance novel are there pretty boys oh my god okay i'm in but there's pretty boys there's pretty girls there's pretty boys who like boys there's pretty are there pretty boys who like boys are very clearly not of the what's the word i'm looking for the what they're supposed to be in the time there's a character named eloise who's just so hates everything about her society that there's a lot of speculation about her and her proclivities you just want to not think and enjoy something pretty mm. uh-huh. do it it's good quality yep that's all i got <laughs> netflix had this funny 2020 year in review called death to 2020 <laughs> and it was like a documentary but kind of like a loose format documentary going over everything and in a mostly honest way but in the most ridiculous <laughs> spin you can give to everything a mockumentary might be a better word for it Cool. And this is on Netflix? That's a fun one on Netflix, yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, I've also been rewatching Buffy. Oh. Uh, how's that holding up? It's interesting. It's kind of homophobic. <laughs> yes. And I did not see that the first time around because mm-hmm. I myself was very homophobic, apparently. <laughs> Which characters so are that we homophobic? Didn't see in the 90s. Oh, it's the 90s. Well, all of them are. Even in the musical episode, when Don's all like, oh, I think it's nice that when Willow and Tara together, and they both, all three of them go like, no. Like Willow, I know, Buffy, Xander. And that was in the sixth season. And even in the first season, when like Xander thinks that one guy 
is the werewolf, and he turns out that he's closeted, and then Xander just freaks out. Like, don't tell anybody we talked about you being gay, and don't think I'm gay, da 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 So it's a, oh, it's a bit. The 90s um, were rough, man. The 90s were rough. <laughs> but it, yeah. the characters still hold up. And you know what's crazy? That Kendra is only in three episodes total. I don't. I don't re- oh, yeah. recall who Kendra, Kendra the second Slayer. Yeah, Kendra. She is such a big part in my head that I figured like, oh, she's in like all the second season. Nope. She has three episodes, and then something happens to her. Uh oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Buffy's great. It's fun. Yeah, I've been part. sort of afraid to go because I loved Buffy back in the day, but Joss Whedon has sort of fallen off the ledge in recent years, yeah. and he fridged Tara, and that was a big thing back mm. in the day. He and what? I've just been afraid to fridge her. What fridge? I don't know if frid- maybe fridge is the wrong word. Fridging is when you kill a woman in a, in a series to serve a man's interest, essentially. Uh. So fridging might not be the it's sort of a kill your gaze instead of fridging. Yeah, yeah. What is All this word? Die. Refrigerator fridge or like fringe like fridge with like an refrigerator N. fridge like Lily Potter was fridged for Harry. Oh. It's when you kill a woman to serve a male protagonist's storyline. Oh. And so fridge is probably the wrong word for Tara, though I've heard it used for her before. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely a long and storied history of killing lesbian characters just for being gay. Yeah, basically. yeah. There was a lot of pushback when that happened as well. But even today, it's sort of... I've been afraid to go back to Buffy for that reason because I'm afraid mm. it's going to be as bad as I suspect it maybe is. You know? Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. And honestly, I can see how fridging i don't really understand why refrigerators used but in the context of having a female love interest die for their partner's plot advancement that definitely applies because the only reason is they wanted willow to flip so i think that term probably still applies i looked it up because i don't want us to just be talking out of our ass mm. <laughs> yeah there's a website called women in refrigerators that was created in 1999 by a group of feminist comic book fans oh. that lists examples of the superhero comic book trope where female characters are injured raped killed or depowered sometimes to stimulate protective traits and often as a plot device intended to move a male character's story arc forward the whole it was a whole critical movement to address why that always happened to women to move the mostly male protagonists storyline forward interesting interesting i mean death is used often in stories to move central characters story forward isn't it like a primary element of like the hero's journey story that uh... sure but when it's usually not happening to the men that's the point yeah yeah it's probably because i would imagine comic book writing especially in the 90s was a predominantly male dominated field maybe that's not even me to say but i could see how that would become a problem because they're just thinking oh it's significant but you really are making these characters that people can identify with and see representation of themselves become tokens and just pawns that don't get a story they have to support other people's stories yeah it's especially bad when they don't really have another narrative besides they support the male story then they die and that's lily potter's whole narrative in harry potter so that's a conversation we can have i think we probably should have that conversation we should that would yeah, be fun to like talk about what would happen if she didn't die yeah how would the and story I would love change whoever's listening who either has some experience doing critical theory on fridging or like has something to add to this conversation please shoot us an email staff at pottercast.com we'd love to have you on to have that conversation yeah yeah i think lily's fridging is even more egregious in the sense that i was so curious as to what turned lily to view james as someone who was a love interest not just some sort of bully on campus and that gets to happen all off screen 
Yeah. That's just convenient. That's just smoke screening, just easy writing in that sense. It's just like, well, I don't want to do the work. It also props up the toxic male culture that says this is just how boys are. They turn out fine in the end. That's they're right. bullies and they're terrible. That's a good point. But it's fine. You don't have to worry about how they got to be better. Yeah. Those guys are deserving of love because no. don't worry about them. They turn out fine. It, it's so, God, I feel so really, so sort of free now that we are, it's not like we weren't really digging into it before, but maybe subconsciously we had a little bit of a pullback. But now that we're just like, fuck it, let's criticize everything about Harry <laughs> Potter. I feel so much freer yeah. to say things like this because these are things that have nagged and we haven't really explored them enough here. And I still still think there's a major plot hole in the fact that Dumbledore was super chill with Hagrid being oh yeah I borrowed the people who murdered Harry's parents motorcycle he just gave it to me. It's so That's a massive weird. plot hole I'm sorry there's no reason for that because if Dumbledore heard that he would be like what? Wait you got this from the guy who just murdered everybody? We're doing all this to keep this baby safe from this person and you just took mm -mm. sorry <laughs> uh, well you know as my Christmas ornament would say I would trust Hagrid with my life <laughs> says Dumbledore mm. like every single time the Christmas tree would turn on all of the talking ornaments <laughs> would say their one line <laughs> and so oh, no. you'd get I'm Harry Harry Potter and then the Ron says, I'm Ron, by the way, Ron Weasley. And then the Hermione one says, I'm Hermione Granger. And then friggin' Albus Dumbledore says, I would trust Hagrid with my life. Like, that is his one line to introduce himself. It's ridiculous. And then Hagrid, right afterwards, says, never insult Albus Dumbledore in front of me. And it's the most ludicrous thing. Oh, like, gotta come on, them. just introduce yourself. It's cute. Got some Hagrid stand. Well, I imagine they don't have those lines in the movies to pull from. No, they do. Uh, he oh, goes, I see I'm Albus yeah, yeah. Dumbledore. I'm Hagrid. Exactly. It's, yeah, uh, I'm Hagrid. Like, uh, we'll Hagrid. talk about each other. Keeper of keys. Yeah. Oh, wait. Does he say I'm Hagrid, keeper of keys? I think so, but I don't he think does. Dumbledore does. has that's an intro. That's true. Yeah. Dumbledore does not. Like, I'm Albus. Albus Dumbledore. You can call me headmaster. I don't know. Yeah, just bizarre. I would trust Hagrid with my life. Do you still have your Christmas tree up? We just took it down. Ah, but I, I, want I have many videos of, of this. Oh, please send me that. I want to hear that. Yeah, it's super funny. I was going to say something about that, and then I got distracted by your funny story. What were we talking about before? About what would happen if Lily didn't die, which oh, well. I think the answer is that Harry would die. I think that's sort of the whole point of like the magic that we spent seven books to unravel. Was or Lily is a competent witch. Kept him alive. Or Lily is a competent witch and protected her child. From Voldemort? Why not? James got a AK right in the face. Well, James I don't know what... sucks. <laughs> James sucks. James sucks, let's be honest about it. All he's gonna do is turn him upside down and tease him. James is a bully who thinks he's a big man now. Yeah. And he was raised in the lap of luxury, pure blood family, so much money. I don't like James. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Frankie. Yeah. I've never liked James, and I always wanted to see him get nice, and we never got to. And now I can. Oh, and Hagrid. Hagrid's the worst. Sorry. Wait, I, I thought like, like Snape Hagrid. was the worst. Hagrid's not the worst. Hagrid is a bad character. Snape is a horrible human being. <laughs> yeah, you don't. I think you would like the person of Hagrid if you met him, but you just hate him as a character because of his plot armor. 
Yeah. And the fact that he accomplishes, I hate him retroactively because of his plot armor, because then when I heard her talk about, oh, I always imagined him carrying Harry out of the forest, I was like, oh, this is what bothered me the whole time, because he does nothing for the plot hmm. after the second book. Nothing. We should have this fight at greater length because yeah. I think Hagrid is a very yeah. necessary. Let's let's just call it. What's the matter of with emotional Hagrid? support for Harry? And he has other functions besides plot. And it is okay for an author to imagine a character in her seventh book at any point of the imagination process. She had every right to do that. I'm glad okay. that she does. <laughs> like, I mean, Harry had plot armor too. Uh, that's know? fine. Like, but I'm just saying, it's just everyone says Hagrid is this like great character, and like I don't think he's that well written, especially in oh, the fifth I book. Don't think that. In the fifth book grop comes around with no payoff literally he just likes hermione and then throws a rock in the seventh book he's like oh here's the well book. i mean oh. i feel like we're arguing both sides of this deal where like do characters exist just to further the main characters situation and they don't have their own independent lives or anything and then we complain that characters do things that have nothing <laughs> to do with the main character pick one we can't be mad about both that's a fair observation I'm sure Grop was very important to Hagrid in the fact that he finally had something that felt like family to him and somebody that felt similar to him. And even if it didn't work out and he couldn't bring him into the Great Hall for food, he could at least, I don't know, maybe well, over get, time. And Madame Maxine, like, forgot about him and Madame Maxine. That was fun in book four. Yeah. And I actually genuinely enjoyed that bit. So I'll dial back a little bit, but... He does just a little, just a little, I mean, just a little bit. I not agree that he was drugs. a ridiculous character, and I did yes. not need to read about the crop. I got all salty about the series as well because he's written as a different character in each book he's in. <laughs> right. That's fair. Yeah. Anyway. All right. This is the drums. We have so oh, now. I want to do drums. a little bit but that'll be the for, for next time. Okay. We'll we save some that salty one. drums this week, y'all. Quick reminders: Go listen to Roll Nine and Three Quarters. Go check out mm -hmm. Mischief Media shows on mm -hmm. your whatever podcast player you're listening to. Buy some merch <laughs> if you can. And thank you for listening. And we will see y'all next time. See you next Whoop. time. Oh, so there's dial, a thing we, we should we, do. There's a thing see, we yeah, do. So we got to dial, twist our dials. All right, everybody. Well, until next time, keep twiddling those dials. The next password will be Hagrid. I knew you were going to say that. I was like, I could have said it with you. <laughs> keep each other safe. Keep faith. Keep the masks on. Oh, keep, keep those oh, masks Keep on. your masks on and good night. Good night. Night. We've missed it. I confess myself disappointed. Now. If you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. <laughs> hey, y'all. If you've made it to the end here, I'm going to go ahead and assume you like the show and you like listening to us. And first of all, thanks. Second, I hope I can impose on you a small and free favor. We've made no bones here on Pottercast about the fact that we stand fully against the transphobic statements made by J.K. Rowling. We don't feel conflicted about that at all, and we don't feel conflicted about continuing to address it and consistently seeking to educate the community on this issue, because talking about this is the only way we're going to be able to counteract what she's doing.
However, every time we address it on the show, we get review bombed. Inevitably, a bunch of nasty reviews show up, usually simultaneously. So if you have a second and are so inclined, please head to our iTunes page and leave a positive review so that we can help make sure that those who find our show know that it is a place that celebrates Harry while also seeking to make its community just that much safer. Thank you very much. See you next time. We mean it.